Amen. Uh, let's take our Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 15. I'm going to start reading from verses 13, I mean 33 to 41. Mark 15, 33 to 41. I'm going to read. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatane, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Verse 35. And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a rake and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave Hob the ghost. 38. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Then were also women looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James the less, and of Joseph and Salome, which also, when he was in Galilee, followed him, and ministered unto him, and many other women which came up with him, in unto Jerusalem. Uh, and tonight I want to talk about the death of Jesus Christ. The death of Jesus Christ. You know, before I will go into the death of Jesus Christ, there are some questions uh, that a lot of people, a lot of Christians today, that they have in their mind concerning the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in order for us to understand the death of Jesus Christ, we need to understand the purpose why Jesus had to die. Jesus had to die because we, every one of us, we are all sinners. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, and Jesus died for our sins according to the scripture. Now, you can see from the Bible that it is Jesus, the Son of God, who died on the cross for our sins. Not Mary. Mary did not die for our sin. Hala did not die for our sin. It was Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came and died on the cross for our sin. Now, a lot of times you will see Muslim. And other religious sects. Muslims will tell you that, you know, 
We are all serving the same God. We are all believing the same God. And to me, I always tell that I'm sorry, we are not serving the same God. The question is, the Muslim, they never believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Muslims believe that crucifixion is a fiction. It's something that is not real. They don't believe that Jesus Christ went on the cross and died. They believe that it was a fairy tale. It was something that was uh, the rumors. Uh, people were carrying about that Jesus Christ died on the cross. They don't believe in crucifixion. Now, if they don't believe in crucifixion, and we as children of God, as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ he died on the cross for our sin, definitely our own perspective of God is totally different. So we can understand from the Bible that we are not serving uh, the same God of the Bible. Now, I want to tell you some things about the death of Jesus Christ. First thing I want us to understand is that Jesus Christ had the scars in his hand. There, was a, there were scars in the hands of Jesus Christ. Now, if you would tell me that Jesus Christ never died on the cross, why is it that there, are, there were scars in his two hands? People were able to see that there were scars in the hands of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ died on that cross. You take your Bible. Take your Bible to the book of John. Let's see together from the book of John. Just to prove to us that Jesus Christ, my Savior, he died on the cross for the sins of you and I. And he had the scars in his hands. Jesus died on the cross for you and I. Look at what the Bible says in the book of John chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. John chapter 20, verse 25. Verse Verses 25 to 28. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. Amen. Amen. But he said unto them, Except I see in his hands the prints of the nails. Okay. That is to say there were nails that he was nailed. Okay. Jesus Christ was nailed. So this disciple was like, you know, I need to see the print. Do you know who that person is? Thomas. Doubting Thomas. That is why he got the name Doubting Thomas. Thomas said, now, you say you've seen the Lord. I've not seen him. But I want to know if, if, if it truly is the one. Don't just tell me you have, not, you, have, you, mean, you have seen the Savior. Okay? I must see the prints. I must see the mark. Okay? Thomas insisted that he asked to see the mark in the hands of Jesus. You know, I said, I see in his hands the print of the nails, and I put my finger into the print of the nails. I don't really want to see it alone. Look at Thomas. I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to feel the print of that nails in his hands. He said, and trust my hand into his side. Trust me. Jesus Christ suffered so much for you and I. Say, I want to feel it. You know what he said? I will not believe. Say, I will not believe is the one. Because Jesus Christ asked, let's read for them. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus. The doors being shut. And stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. Now let me say this. Jesus Christ entered the house without the door in his glorified body. Amen? Now how would Jesus Christ... Now, 
the glorified body, he had a print of nails still in his hands. And because of that glorified body, he was able to penetrate through the house without opening the door. Now look at what it says, verse 27. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach either thy finger, and behold my hands. How did Jesus, how did Jesus hear that? Because he's God. Because he knows everything. Even he knows what you whisper. You know what you are thinking? He knows. Talk less of what you are saying now. You know what he said? How did he know? Who told him that Thomas was doubting? Who told Jesus Christ that Thomas was doubting? Is resurrected. Is the resurrection. Now, look at what the Bible says. And reach either, into my, reach either thy hand and trust it into my side. And be not what? Faithless. But what? Believing. Look at verse 28. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Now that's why Jehovah's Witness will tell you that Jesus Christ is not God. But Thomas said, Affirm. The, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it confirms the duty of Jesus Christ. Say, My Lord and my what? And my God. So we can see from the Bible tonight that Jesus Christ had a curse in his hands. To prove all these people wrong about Christ's death on the cross for our salvation, Jesus Christ had a curse in his hands. Now you can understand the Bible says, sin brings death. Jesus had to go to the cross and die. He could have died in any other way. But during that time of Roman uh, during the time of Roman ruling of Jerusalem, the crucifixion is a death penalty, is a form of death. I said it on Sunday. It's a form of death uh, penalty that they give to people. Just like in Saudi Arabia, they will cut people head off. In, in Jerusalem, during the time of Roman uh, controlling, Roman, emperor, Roman empire, Roman ruling over the people, they crucified people. You know, the reason why they crucified them is so that they will die slowly. So that they will not die immediately. So that the crime that they committed, other people that wanted to commit the same crime, they will see these people suffering on that cross. And they will not want to commit. And that where they crucified people is, is, is a place where people can say on, is on the hill. Everyone you know, Jerusalem, it doesn't, it's not a flat land. It's a, 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 a mountainous place. Maybe like just like Plateau State. It's not flat. But you see some mountain like this. I mean, it's, it's not a flat land like, or, or, I mean, on those, I mean, like on your state and some other states here. So the cross was erected so that everybody will see. Now Jesus Christ had to die. He can die in any other way. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. So, if we have to die for our sin, we were to be the one to die for the sin that we committed, the sin that we inherited. We are the one at fault. And we are the one that we're supposed to get the penalty for our sin. But Christ loves you and gave himself for our redemption from the power of death. He's the one that paid the death for us. So you can understand that, listen, the death that Jesus died, he didn't die for his own sin. He died for your sin. He died for my sin. And that is why God will be angry 
With so many people today that they think they can walk their way to heaven. Listen, I, I don't want, if, listen, I don't want any of you today, I mean, I don't want any of you today or in the future to tell me that uh, because I'm a good person, that is why I will go to heaven. No. God will be angry. If you are to say because you are a good person, you are not good. The Bible says, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. Now, if you tell me that, oh, I have to be righteous in order for me to go to heaven. The Bible says, none of us. Okay, none of us is righteous to go to heaven. So because of the sin of Adam and Eve, there was a condemnation upon all men. Okay, we are all condemned. Because of the sin, one man's sin. Every one of us, we have sinned. And that is why Jesus Christ had to go to the cross. He paid for our sin because he loves you and I. And you know what the Bible tells us here? Jesus Christ died for all of our sin once and for all. Amen? Amen. He died for all of our sin. Not only the churchgoers, but for everyone. And that is why when he said it is paid, it is paid in full through the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has no sin, but he died for all the sinners. I always ask people this question. If God gives you the opportunity to pay for your sin, okay, do you have any idea on how you can pay for your sin? Do you have any way? If God gives you the opportunity that, you know, uh, I want you to pay for your sin. Is there any way, is there any opportunity to pay for your sin? No. The answer is no. Now, if God asks you to pick someone from your family to pay for your sin, someone that has no sin in your family to pay for your sin, do you have any idea who that can be? Because every one of us, we are all born sinful. We are all born sinner. So the Bible wants us to know that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you need to understand the death of Jesus Christ is so important in our world today. And that is why we need to understand, to, to me, in few days, a lot of people we gather, they do Good Friday. But let me tell you tonight, when actually did Jesus die? Okay? You, you know on Sunday that we didn't announce Good Friday because Jesus Christ never died on Friday. Jesus Christ never died on Friday. And I'm going to show you in the Bible why I said that Jesus Christ never died on Friday. The reason why, number one reason why I rejected Good Friday as the day that Jesus Christ died for our sin because Good Friday was never celebrated in the Bible or it was never celebrated among the early Christians. You will never see early Christians celebrating Good Friday because that was actually not the day that Jesus Christ died. Now, Christians in the early church continue to celebrate the Passover. The Passover is the time that they remember that they left Egypt. Okay? When the children of Israel they left Egypt and God told them that they need to sacrifice animals in order for them to be saved from the destruction of the firstborn, that God is going to plague the Egyptians. But let me tell you that when these children of Israel, when they sacrifice the blood, they call it Passover. And God said they should do it in memorial. Even after they've left Egypt. So every year, the children of Israel, they are to keep the Passover to remember the deliverance of the children of Israel from the land of bondage. So Jesus Christ 
is our home Passover. Amen? So Jesus Christ is our own Passover. That is when Jesus Christ, he died for us. But before AD 325, Easter was celebrated around the world on different days of the week, including Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So there was no good, even good Friday around that time. But after AD 325, when the emperor, okay, Constantine, they had a, the council of Nasir. A good Friday was just agreed upon Christians all over the world that, okay, let's decide a day when we are going to celebrate the death of Christ. But no one can tell us that the death of Christ is on Friday. But it was a man-made invention that is not based on the word of God. Okay? It is something that the Roman Catholic, they invented. It is not based on the word of God that Jesus Christ died on Friday. But I'm so glad that Jesus Christ died. Amen? Whether he died on Tuesday, whether he died on Wednesday, whether he died on Thursday, whether he died on Saturday, whether he died on Sunday, I'm so glad that Jesus Christ died. And I'm going to show you when Jesus died. Now, a good Friday conflicts with what Jesus said. Now, what did he say? Take your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. I want you to look at the Bible just to say, Matthew chapter 12. And I'm going to read verse 40. Matthew chapter 12 verse 14. Look at what the Bible says. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the west belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of earth. Amen. Now, how many days did Jesus Christ said is going to die? Three days and three nights. Amen? Now, this is what Jesus said. Now, let's calculate it. Can Good Friday be a day that Jesus Christ died if he resurrected on Sunday? Let's calculate it. That is, if he dies on Friday, let's say he died afternoon on Friday. Okay? Friday, it has to be 24 hours, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay? That is two days. So, Jesus Christ, he said, he has to be three days and three nights. So, I will show you from the Bible. Okay? I do not believe that it was a mistake that Jesus Christ said, it's going to be three days and three nights. And we need to be true and honest with the Bible. Because it has to be exact three days and three nights, no less. Now, you know that one day is 24 hours, right? One day is 24 hours. Now, if one day is 24 hours, uh, in the Bible, they said in the book of Genesis, another day starts 6 o'clock, okay, back in the Jewish calendar. For example, they've already started uh, tomorrow. They've already started uh, Thursday, right from 6 o'clock. During Bible time. The Bible says evening and the morning were the first day. When God created in the book of Genesis. You know what they say? Evening and the morning were the first day. Now, if evening and the morning were the first day, and Jesus Christ said, it's going to be three days and three nights in the heart of men. And the Bible says here in the, in, in the book of Mark, that at the ninth hour, Jesus Christ cried. You know what that ninth hour is? 
The ninth hours, okay, the ninth hours is, they started their day, they, according to the Roman calendar, they started their day by 6 a.m. in the morning. That is their whole Roman calendar that we are using today. Roman calendar. I mean, we are not using it today. In the Roman calendar back in the day, it started by 6 a.m. And the Bible says, evening and the morning were the first day. So, the Jewish calendar began at 6 p.m. to the next 6 p.m. Okay, for example now, they've already started today. So, today is going to end 6 p.m. tomorrow. So, they start Friday. 6 p.m. tomorrow evening, our time. That is when they start Friday. And Friday is going to end uh, 6 p.m. Okay? On Saturday. So they start Saturday, 6 p.m. I mean, they start, uh, sorry, they start uh, Friday. I mean, they start Saturday by 6 p.m. on Friday. And they end 6 p.m. on Saturday. That is how their day was started. So our day begins at midnight here. We started our day by 12 midnight. And we close by next 12 midnight. So when the Bible said the third hour of the day, it means 9 a.m. according to the Roman calendar. 9 a.m. Uh, they start by 6. We calculate 6, 7, I mean, 6, 7, I mean, 6, 7, 7, 8, 9. So that is nine, ninth hour of the day. When the Bible says 6 hour of the day, we talk about 12. Okay? 12 p.m. When the Bible says the ninth hour of the day, that is 3 p.m. So Jesus Christ died 3 p.m. When the Bible says, take your Bibles to the book of Luke and Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. I want you to see from the Bible so that we can see together. Mark chapter 15. Look at what the Bible says here. Uh, in verse... Uh, in verse 33, look at what the Bible says. And when the sixth hour was come, which is what? Which is 12 p.m., Okay. There was a darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. What is ninth hour? 3 p.m., right? Now, we see sixth hour, which is I mean, 12 p.m., and ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. The Bible says, And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Hello, hello, lama sabatani, which is being, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why has that word? forsaking me. Now, you can say that Jesus Christ gave out the ghost when? 3 p.m. Okay? In the afternoon. Almost time before they start another day. Three hours before they start another day. That was when Jesus Christ, he gave out the ghost. He died. So when should that be? Now, if we are going to do the calculation, and I strongly will believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died on Wednesday, 3 p.m., and it was buried very on the first day of, I mean, I mean, it was buried on Thursday, 6 p.m., the starting of the new day. So we can see from the Bible that the purpose of Jesus' death is so important for every one of us. He didn't die on Friday, as so many Christians, they claim it to be, okay? He didn't die on Friday, because if he dies on Friday, it will conflict the word of Jesus Christ that he said. That, listen, I will die and I will rise up again. And also, it was, it was not even celebrated by the Holy Christians. And it is not consistent with the word of, of with, the, with the Bible interpretation. 
So we want God to be true and every man a liar. So if we want to calculate it, so Jesus Christ, if he dies on Wednesday, 3 p.m., and they took out his body and they laid it to the grave, okay? That is three hours later, I mean, in the 12th hour, they laid his body to the grave. So that would be the whole night of Thursday, I mean, the whole night of Thursday and the known all day, Saturday, which is the first day. Now, the 6 p.m. on Thursday, I mean, the 6 p.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Saturday, okay? That is what? That is the second day. So the 6 p.m. on Saturday night, the 6 p.m. on Sunday night. And that is the third day. So we can calculate it and say that the day that Jesus Christ died, that so many people are celebrating today all over the world, is not when Jesus Christ actually died. Jesus Christ died not on Friday. Because if he, if he dies on Friday... It will conflict, okay, that he, I mean, he, will be, he will be in the grave for three days and three nights. But he said, I will be in the grave for three days and three nights. And Jesus Christ will never change the word that he speaks. But I'm so glad that Jesus Christ died. I'm so glad that people are celebrating the death of Jesus Christ. But I want people to understand, I want Christians to understand that the day that Jesus Christ died for us, it wasn't Friday. Because if it is Friday... Let's calculate it. Friday, Sat- I mean, let's say Friday. Then, if it is, t- I mean, you know that a day is what twenty-four hours. Now, that, that is, if he dies on Friday on, in the afternoon, the next day be three p.m. on Saturday. That is the first day, right? Then from Saturday to Sunday. Do you understand? So we can say that it, that is two days. Okay, it doesn't meet up exactly what Jesus Christ said in the sword that he has to be in the grave for three days and three nights. So we want the word of God to be true. And we want you to understand the truth of the Bible. Okay? That he didn't die on Friday. He didn't die on Friday. Okay? Because it will not be three days. But now if we, if you ask me, did I believe that Jesus Christ died? Yes, of course, he died. Did I believe that Jesus Christ resurrected? Yes, he did resurrect. Did I believe that he died on Friday? No, Kukuloja Friday. It won't be true to the word of God. But for we as children of God, we need to know the Bible. We need to know the word of God. We need to know what the Bible says. That Jesus Christ, he died. He died for you and, you and I. And Christians all over the world, they will be celebrating the death of Jesus Christ on Friday. Which in reality, it wasn't on Friday that Jesus died. I came to understand it because I always ask myself, how will Jesus Christ died on Friday? And he said it has to be three days and three nights. So I said, Three days and three nights, he has to be in the grave. Now, if that is what he said, why can't we believe that? We believe that. I believe it. But so many Christians today, they do not believe what Jesus Christ said. Now, if I'm celebrating Good Friday, does that make me less Christian? No. It doesn't make me less Christian. Christian to less if I'm celebrating Good Friday. It doesn't make me less Christian. But for us to understand the truth as Christian, 
of when exactly Jesus died for our sin. So he died for our sin. And listen, you need to glory in that. Ejeka Sogo, in the fact that you Jesus, Jesus Christ, Okuni Torewa. I love it. I enjoy the fact that Jesus Christ died for my sin because I can't even pay the sin. Every sin that I've committed, I can't even pay it up. But because Jesus Christ, he loves me. He gave himself for me. What I cannot do, the shameful death. Do you know that during that time, during the Roman emperor, when they want to, uh, when they want to punish people, they uncuff them. That was what they did to the Lord Jesus Christ. They uncuffed the Lord Jesus Christ to the pole and beat him 39 times. They beat him 39 times. And according to the, to the Bible commentaries, they said the moment they strike Jesus Christ, it will remove his flesh. Because they have some kind of uh, the nails they put on the top of the, the cane. So the moment they strike him like this, it will rip his flesh. It will rip his flesh for 39 times. It rips the flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ for the sin that he did not commit. He did not commit that sin. You committed a crime. But he bore that punishment. He didn't give up. Even the punishment was tough. You know, that is why if he knew what he was going to experience, when he went to the garden of Gethsemane and said, Lord, I pray that this cup will pass over me. Because he knew the cup of suffering. He knew that God himself would turn away his face from his only begotten son. And God treated Jesus Christ like he treated sin. Do you know that? And the moment Jesus Christ was paying for that sin, God saw him as sin. And that is why he said, he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? That is why the Bible said, there is no peace to the wicked. Listen, a wicked person will never have peace with God. Because sin and God, they were against each other. They are against each other. They can never work together. So we need to glory. We need to be thankful that Jesus Christ died for you. But did he die on Friday? No. He didn't die on Friday. So I want you to understand this as Bible-believing Christians. People will ask, people will challenge you. You said Jesus Christ died on Friday. Are you sure? And it has to be three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. No, he didn't die on Friday. So I want us to understand the simple Bible understanding, the simple Bible study about the death of Jesus Christ. It's so important for us to know. People will challenge your faith. People will challenge what you believe. People will ask you, do you actually believe that Jesus died? I believe Jesus died. A lot of people will ask you, do you believe that he died on Friday? No, I believe that he died on Wednesday. And that is what I believe strongly. And that is why in our church we celebrated his resurrection and we celebrated his death. We meet on Wednesday, I mean, we meet on Wednesdays, every Wednesdays, to celebrate the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also we meet on Sundays.
to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And that is why we don't celebrate the Sabbath. Okay? Because Jesus Christ said, He is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made. He is the Sabbath. So, He resurrected on the Lord's Day. That is why we don't go to church on Saturday. We go to church on Sunday because Jesus Christ resurrected on Sunday. People will ask you, why do you go to church on Sunday? Why do you meet on Sunday? The early Christian, they always meet upon the first day of the week. And that is Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. Monday is the first day of the week. Amen? Sunday is the first day of the week. So, we need to understand this according to the word of God. Jesus died for our sin. We don't celebrate the Sabbath, which is Saturday in the Old Testament. That in the nation of Israel today, not only the Israel only, when you go on Friday, they start their Sabbath on Friday by 6 p.m. Because that is when Saturday starts. Saturday, Saturday one, Oberlin is 6 p.m. on Friday in Jerusalem today. So they always start their day, 6 p.m. Once it better, Thursday by, by 6 p.m. in Jerusalem. So their own schedule, their own calendar of days are different. So I want you to understand that we don't celebrate the Sabbath. We celebrate the lost resurrection. And that is why Christians all over the world, most Christians all over the world, because Seventh-day Adventists, they meet on Saturdays. Have you ever heard of Seventh-day Adventists? I want to meet on Saturday. They on the Saturday. So they meet on Saturday. They also, they are keeping the Old Testament. And we still have some Seventh-day Baptists. We have some Baptists too that they meet on Saturday too. So I just, I just read about them that there are some Baptists that meet on Saturday. So we meet on Sunday because we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ resurrected for my sin and for your sin. And we need to go to the Bible and to study to show ourselves approved. Because people will challenge you. Why do you believe what to be? Let me say this before I go. There was this Muslim uh, man. He's a top Muslim uh, professor. And he always challenge Christians. Okay? About their faith. And that is why if a Muslim tells you that you and, you and them, they, they worship the same God, it's, true. it's, it's not true. They don't believe that. Now, that Muslim imam or cleric, he was saying to a, a Christian that was, they were debating together. Oh no, the Christian went to ask him the question. I watched the video. I can't pronounce his name. He's an Indian man. He's a Muslim. He always travels all over the world debating Christians on what they believe. And they have a place where Christians will go and ask him questions. And this, this man said, he said, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, it was a fiction. Long time, Daddy, Easter. The crucifixion. Can you change that? <laughs> the crucifixion. I mean, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It was a fiction. Ikwe is a. Ikwe old story. A story. He said that. He said that was what he said, and that is what Muslim believe. They don't believe that Jesus Christ died. If you see a Muslim and they want to. Maybe, maybe they just want to cover up. Not cover up. That is okay. Ah, we, you know, we. They don't believe that Jesus Christ died. They believe that his disciple they stole his body. Okay, talk less of believing in his resurrection. 
They don't believe. You just bring a Muslim that will tell me to the, my face that, do you believe that Jesus Christ died? They don't believe that. They believe that, you know, he lived a good life. They believe that he was born of a virgin. They believe that he was one of the prophets. And they believe that he's, he's not greater than Muhammad. But they don't believe that he died for our sins. That is why we don't worship the same God. We don't believe the same God. A lot of Christians today are so shameful that, ah, who told you we don't worship the same God. We believe our God, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. They said their own God has no consort. So now we believe we worship the same God. You know, it's so painful that I mean Christians, they call themselves Christians, they will allow their children to marry a Muslim. The Bible says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with an unbelievers. They are unbelievers that we as a Christian, we need to reach out to and tell them about Jesus Christ. So we don't believe the same thing. We don't believe the same God. The same God that I'm serving, the Jehovah God, we don't believe, they don't believe that. Our God loves us so much and he gave us his son to die on the cross for us. And the Bible says, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. They rejected what Jesus Christ did. We believe that Jesus Christ loves you, he loves me. And he died on the cross for us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this hour. We are so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for the death of Jesus Christ over 2019, I mean, 2019 years ago. Thank you, Father, for the sacrifice he paid so that we can have salvation today. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that we give every one of us a burning desire and a sincere heart so that we can believe you and trust you. As we want to make our request known unto you tonight, Father, we pray that we hear and answer our prayers. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, we are going to pray. The name of Christ. Very so many people today, many Christians, we do not understand how powerful the name of Jesus Christ is. Sometimes, you know, we blaspheme the name of Jesus. We use the name of Jesus to bear false witness. A few called Jesus, a few Jeriki. I mean, we use the name of Jesus vainly. Somebody will just, uh, maybe, just remember something, say, Jesus. I mean, we, we use the name of Jesus Christ as if it's something that people today they don't care. They said things unbelievable in the name of Jesus. But there are so many significance about the name of Jesus Christ that God wants you and I to understand. But instead for Christians to take hold of the name of Jesus and to cherish the name of Jesus we let the world get the name of Jesus and use the name of Jesus in the wrong way. But when we look at the birth of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Let me tell you something. Many people say today, they said, there is nothing special about the name of Jesus Oh, they say, oh, there is nothing special about his name. His name is nothing. 
You don't have to say something special about the name of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. There is so much precious things that are done in the name of Jesus. So today I want you to see the significance about the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of things are special that God wants us to know about the name of Jesus Christ. Number one, because of the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, He will give us answer to our request. Amen? Because of the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says He's going to give us answers to our request. Take your Bible to the book of John chapter 14, verse 13, verses 13 and 14. John, the name of Jesus. Significant thing about the name of Jesus. John chapter 14. Look at verses 13 to 14. The Bible says here, the Bible says, And whatsoever ye shall ask, in whose name? In my name. Let me tell you something. If you have been blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ, and you still go before him to ask him the name of Jesus Christ, he will be laughing at you. He will be telling you that you are the same person that you called my name in vain, and you are the same person that you are praying to get things in my name. We want God to answer us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus Christ will say? You want me to do things in my name, and you are calling my name in vain. So God is telling us that whatsoever, and say, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Look at verse 14. If ye ask anything, what? In my name. What did he say we should ask? Anything. God is not saying if you blaspheme my name. He's not saying if you call my name in vain. He's saying that if you ask anything in my name. So one of the things that you can do with the name of Jesus Christ is to ask in his name. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So God is saying that if you want to know how powerful my name is, whatsoever ye ask in my name, I will do it. We need to take possession of the name of Jesus Christ. We need to stand against the people that are using the name of Jesus Christ in vain. Vainly. Vainly. The name of Jesus Christ that can guarantee us request to our prayers. You know, some people, when they pray today, they don't even pray in the name of Jesus Christ anymore. They pray in other ways. They pray in His power. They pray, they don't pray in the name of Jesus Christ anymore. So, but according to the Bible, the Bible says, if you want to make your request, you ask the Father in the name of Jesus. You ask the Father in the name of Jesus. That is why throughout the Bible you can see how powerful the name of Jesus is. Look at the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 verse 16. Acts chapter 3 verse 16. There are some people that Peter and, I mean Peter, Peter and John, they went to the temple and they were able to heal this man that was paralyzed from his mother's womb. And every time he go to the, to the gate of the temple called the beautiful gate. 
Okay? And he will beg people to give their hands. And one of these days, he was laid at that beautiful gate. Begging hands. People will give him. And I guess when he saw Peter and John, they must dress in a certain way that, that caught his attention. So when it by me, if you go out and you see people that, that have money, the way they dress, and Olowo, the way they dress, the way they appeared. And I guess you saw Peter and James, I mean Peter and John. And they dressed in a very nice way. And the Bible says, if fasting, their eyes on him, on them. If fasting, his eyes on them. And expecting that they will give them something. But Peter, I mean Peter and John, they said, silver and gold, we do not have. We do not have anything that we can give you. But there is one thing that we can give you, arise and walk. Now look at verse 16. And a lot of people, when they gathered together, they were like, what in the world happened? We know that this man, he used to beg money. But look at what what Peter said. The message of Peter to the people. And he preached, look at verse 13. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when it was determined to let him go. But ye denied the only one and the just and desire a murderer to be granted unto you and kill the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead whereof we are, is, we are witnesses. Look at verse 16. And his name, true faith, in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye say and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Can you see that? So, they say, the faith in the name of Jesus Christ, you know, just because you call the name of Jesus Christ, and without faith, there is nothing that can be done. So God is telling us that, you know, if you want things to be done, it has to be done in the name of Jesus Christ by faith. You know, just because you say, oh, Jesus Christ, help me. I mean, which is, which is important, which is good. But the Bible says we must be willing to call the name of Jesus Christ when we pray. So how do you make your request when you go before God? How do you present your request before God. You know, a lot of people that, when they had a bad dreams, you know what they call, instead for them to call the name of Jesus, they call the blood of Jesus. But that is not, that is not the way. That is not how you do it. You don't call the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ is for our redemption. It's for our salvation. One thing you call is the name of Jesus Christ. When you are terrified, when you are, when you are going through terrible times, when you are going through difficult times, the Bible says it is only through the name of Jesus. Whatsoever ye ask in my name, not in my blood, but in his name. So there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ has done its own part. That is the cleansing of our sin. But if you want to get answer to your prayers, the only way you can get answers to your prayers 
is through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So we can see that the disciples of Jesus Christ, they don't say, you rise up and walk in the blood of Jesus Christ. No, you can't see that in the Bible. You don't see that in the word of God. You can only see one thing, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. So we need to understand, his name is so precious that whatsoever he asks in his name, he will grant it unto you. Look at Matthew 12, 21. Matthew chapter 12, verse 21. Matthew 12, 21. Matthew chapter 12, verse 21. So the Bible says here, And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. So the Bible is talking about, you know, when a Gentile trusts in his name, they have what we call eternal salvation. I'm getting tired of myself. So the first thing, is, first of all, his name gives answers to our request. Whenever we ask in prayer, we should ask in the name of who? We should ask in the name of Jesus. Number two, what is the significant thing about the name of Jesus? His name provides salvation. Amen? Amen. His name provides salvation. Take your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter two, Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. Take your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 12. <clears throat> Acts chapter 4, verse 12. The Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. You know, the Muslim, they worship Allah. The Buddhist, they worship Buddha. There are so many other religions that they worship so many other things. But let me tell you something. All the names of their gods cannot help them. The names of their gods cannot rescue them. The names of their gods cannot save them. But it takes the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. There is no other name that a man can be saved apart from the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? So if a person wants to go to heaven, the only way of salvation is in the name of Jesus so many people do not believe in his name for salvation. And so many people, there are so many preachers, I have heard a pastor who said that you do not need to believe the name of Jesus Christ before you go to heaven. But for anyone who we, I mean, who, who we take the Bible out of the way and say, oh, no, you don't need to believe the name of Jesus Christ, is actually contradicting himself. Because the Bible says, we are the Gentiles, whether you are a Jew, whether you are a Gentile, the Bible says, He is rich unto them that call upon Him. So anyone can call upon the name of the Lord and they can be saved. So the Bible is telling us that His name is the one that gives us salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name. Only because now, if there is no other name, but there must be a name. Amen? Amen? There must be a particular name that we can be saved. If there are no other ways, I mean, that can save us, there is a particular name that can save you and I, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. 
We need to accept the name of Jesus Christ. We need to believe the name of Jesus Christ. We need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, let me, listen, let me tell you something. If people are undermining the name of Jesus Christ, we as children of God, we should never be part of the people that are condemning the name of Jesus Christ. We should not use it as a curse word. We should not use it as a joke word. We should not use it as a plain word. We should cherish, we should honor, we should value the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So his name provides salvation. Look at what the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 2, verse 23. John 2, 23. Take your Bibles to John, chapter 2. Look at what the Bible says in verse 23. Now this is after Jesus Christ, he performed miracle at Canaan of Galilee. He turned Water into wine. And look at what it says in verse... Uh, look at what the Bible says. Let's start from... I'm going to start from verse 22 to 23. Now, when therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them. And they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Look at verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, Many believe in what? In his name. Many believe in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. So many people believe in his name. That no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So when we remember the name of Jesus Christ, we remember the power that we have as a child of God. It's our weapon in our prayer life. So the name of Jesus Christ is what we need to go with. When you want to pray, you pray in the name of Jesus. When you want to be saved, you are saved only through the name of Jesus Christ. You are saved through the name of Jesus Christ. Not only in, in, in that part of salvation, the Bible says we have the remission of sins. And need that because of the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? I mean, that is part of the package of our salvation. The package of our salvation. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 47. Luke 24, verse 47. I want you to look at this. I love this. Luke chapter 24, verse 27. And the Bible says, And that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name. Among all nations, beginning at what? At Jerusalem. So we have remission of sins and also the repentance because of the name of Jesus Christ. People repented. They changed their mind from what they used to believe to believe on Christ because of the name of Jesus Christ. We have the forgiveness of sins. We have the remissions of sins because of the name of Jesus Christ. How much value do you place on the name of Jesus Christ? Don't take it lightly. Don't take it very lightly. So the name of Jesus Christ is so powerful that it gives us salvation. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. We're just talking about the significances of the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 10 verse 48. I mean 40, uh, 43. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, to him give all the prophets witness. Now, that true is what? Name. 
Whosoever what believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Now the Bible says that whosoever believe in his name shall receive the remission of sin. Say so to him, give all the prophets. Now the prophets they've already foresaw, just like uh, the one we read. Okay, we read from the book of Isaiah. It says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And the Bible said. All the prophets, they've witnessed. Almost everyone, they spoke about the coming of Jesus Christ. That now, if you believe in Christ, if you believe in his name, you will have remission of sin. So our sins are washed away because of the name of Jesus Christ. Because of the name of Jesus Christ, our sins are washed away. We receive remission of sin. And also that is the forgiveness of sins. Look at what the Bible says. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. Look at what the Bible says in verse 12. First John chapter 2 verse 12. The Bible says here, first John chapter 2 verse 12. The Bible says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you. What? For his name's sake. Amen. Amen. Say your sins are forgiven you. For his name's sake. It's a blind check. I read a story about a king and a, a guard. Okay? The guard, he hold a lot of people. Very big money. Very huge amount of money. And he has been thinking of, how in the world can I pay all this debt that I hold? I've paid this person, I've paid this person, and they are coming to take away my life, to take away my children, to take away my property, and the things that I have. And he thought to himself that he's going to commit a suicide. He's going to kill himself. And while he was writing notes, leaving notes to the king, writing notes to his family, you know, that I'm sorry that I had to disappoint you, this is so, so the amount of money that I owe. I don't think, I don't know of a way that I can pay them all. It's too much for me to pay. And while he was writing, he slept off on the duty in the king's palace. And at night, and the king always walked in the palace at the middle of the night. And while the king was walking in the middle of the night, watching around and looking around to see how things are done, he saw the guard. With the pain. Deep sleep. And at the end of the letter, he put it, who will pay my debts? He put up word, who will pay my debts? And the king read the letter through. And at the end of the letter, the king put his name, say, Hi, King so so and so, I will pay it in full. He said, I will pay your debt. All the debt you owe, I will pay. And he put his signature and signed. And the man woke up. And he saw the signature of the king. Bam. That I will pay your debt. And he was so excited. And I bring that into his spiritual life. That is how much God did for you. He said, Hi, Jesus of Nazareth. Who died, he was buried, and rose again the third day. I paid all your debts. 
And I paid it in full. And that is why once you are saved, you are always saved because Jesus Christ paid it in full. He paid everything. So you don't get born again every day. Once you are born again, you are always born again. Except you are never born again. Once you are born spiritually, you will always be born spiritually. So I'm saying that we have forgiveness of sin for his name's sake. Ah, that name is so powerful. You know, it, 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 sometimes people use that name of Jesus Christ in a very wicked way. And I, my body will just, ah, I just feel so sad. Like, do you understand what you are saying? The man that went to the cross for you. The man that said to all your dead, whether you acknowledge it or not, he paid it. So I'm saying to us tonight, as children of God, that we need to understand that we are forgiven of our sins. No matter how big they are. No matter how gigantic they are. No matter how, how high your sins are. He has forgiven you your sin. Take your Bibles. I want us to see something here. Uh, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. This is the description of how Christ forgave you of your sin. Psalm 103 verse 12. Psalm 103 verse 12. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, As far as the east is from the west, so far he removed our transgressions from us. I mean, can, can you say that? The Bible says, as far as east is from the west. Now, let me ask you. Do you think east can touch west? I mean, uh, Brother Wale, you study geography, right? I mean, there's no way. There is no way east can touch west. That is God to say, he said, he removed your sin as far, as far, as far. And the Bible said, he buried it in the sea of forgetfulness. That God will never remember your sin anymore. And the only way God will remember your sin anymore, if you have never trusted in his son, Jesus Christ. That is the only way your sin will be brought into remember at the white throne judgment of God. So I'm saying to you tonight, I mean, I mean this evening, the Bible says, we are therefore, okay, commanded to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So because our sins are forgiven in his name. And also at the part of salvation, not only do we have remission of sin through, I mean, through his name, not only are we forgiven through his name, the Bible says we also have life through his name. What do we have? Life. What kind of life? Everlasting life. Take your Bible to the book of John. John chapter 20, verse 31. John chapter 20. John 20, verse 31. John 20. John 20. Sorry. John 20, 31. Look at, I'm, I, I love this. The Bible says, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have what? Life through 
His name. Now, what do we have through His name? Life. Easy. And that is what Jesus Christ said, I am the resurrection and the life. He is the life. The he that believeth in me, even though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now, God is saying that he is the life. So what do we have through his name? We have life through his name. You know what is, when his brethren and mother, when they came unto him, while he was preaching, and the people were so, uh, you know, you're preaching the word of God, and your, your mothers are around. They, they wanted to give a special recognition to us. He said, your, your brethren and your mother are here. You know what this guy said? Listen. The people who are my brethren are the people who are hearing my word and they are doing them. So I'm saying that if you want to have life, just because you are related to Jesus Christ does not give you a life. Okay? Just because you have close relations of blood with him does not give you life. You know what the Bible says? I had a young man that I've been discipling uh, to memorize this. John chapter 1, verses 12 to 13. The Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that what? That believe on his name. Amen? But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become what? The sons of God, even to them that what? That believe in his name. Now, it said in verse 13, it says, Which were born, not of blood, Not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of blood. And I asked the young man, I mean, there are three ways that we can never be born again. He said, not of blood. He said, blood, man, and flesh. Just because you are close related to Jesus Christ does not guarantee you access to heaven. Just because we are from the same lineage does not guarantee you access to heaven. You must believe in Christ. You must trust him as your savior. You must believe him as the only way to heaven. So we are saying that you become a child of God through his name. The only way you can have access to everything that God has is through the name of Jesus Christ. You want to have access to everything that God has. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your savior? And number three. I say, what is that significance about the name of Jesus Christ? Number one, through his name, we receive answers to our prayer. Through his name, we have salvation. And number three, the Bible says, through his name, every nail will bow at the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I love this. That is why I put it at the last. Say, every nail will bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Take your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. There are so many people today that do not believe in the name of Jesus Christ. That do not see any significance in the name of Jesus Christ. That do not care about the name of Jesus Christ. That do not love the name of Jesus Christ. That do, that do blaspheme his name. That do cast his name out of their mouth. That do not even... I mean, I mean, worship in his name. But one day is coming, and I'm telling you, that day is coming, that the Bible says, look at what the Bible says here in verse 9. 
The Bible says, wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him. And I've given him what? A name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every name should bow of things in heaven and of things in earth and, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. So the Bible is saying that one day every name will bow. One day. That day is coming. That the people that do not recognize Jesus Christ as the Savior, and they will recognize Jesus Christ as the Savior. But that will be too late for them. That will be too late for them. But if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, well, that is not too late for you. Because it's already your Savior. But the people that fail to trust Jesus Christ as, the, as their Savior, let me tell you something, that day is coming when they will try to recognize him. It's too late. But they have to make allegiance to him, whether they like it or not. Because, you know the reason why? He's going to be the judge of the quick and the dead. That is why everyone will bow down. And everyone wants to seek his mercy. But the mercy is already gone. The Bible says, once it is done, judgment. The Bible says, it's the one that will judge the quick and the dead are disappearing. So that is why the name of Jesus Christ is so precious. We need to honor the name of Jesus Christ. In your place of work, do you honor the name of Jesus Christ? The word honor me to, to price up. To price up. So do you honor the name of Jesus Christ in your place of work? Can people see Jesus Christ through you? Or you are dishonoring the name of Jesus Christ through your works and deeds and actions? Hey, listen. There are so many people that you will see. They're watching you. Are you honoring that name of Jesus Christ that you are calling? Don't blaspheme his name. Honor the name of Jesus Christ. Cherish the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. You cherish it. If you have something precious to you, how do you care about it? Ah, now let me, I remember one day, the first time in my life, I bought phone. LG. I bought LG. The other note, not the touch. That keypad, LG, brand new. I've never used brand brand new phone in my life. I've always used this fairly used. But the first time in my life, I used the brand new. I mean, brand new. I didn't pay all the money. One of our pastor's family, they sell phone, Pastor Kupola. So, and he said, I mean, she said I should, I should pay her half of the money for me to have brand new phone. To be honest with you, when I got that brand new phone, if you see the way I, more, even more than, I will be honest with you, more than I, I cherish my Bible. I will just keep it, even if there is a, a single stain like this, I will, I will clean, I will clean the face, wipe the face, so that, listen, I, I don't want anything to touch it. Uh, listen, I'm cherishing, I cherish the phone. The same thing we should do with the name of Jesus Christ. We should cherish it. When people want to say something about the name of Jesus Christ, we shouldn't even be part of them. We shouldn't be part of people that we, that we bring shame or that, that, we, that we rubbish 
the name of Jesus Christ. So God is telling us tonight that we need to honor the name of Jesus Christ. We need to cherish the name of Jesus Christ. And lastly, we need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We need to what? Proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. Many people today, they've never opened their mouth and shared the name of Jesus Christ with their friends and family. Now, we think people automatically understand the name of Jesus. People do not understand, folks. Christian, I'm telling you tonight, a lot of people today, they are so nervous, they do not have any knowledge about the name of Jesus Christ. We need to proclaim. The Bible says, Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel. What is the gospel? The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? So God is saying that, I want you to take my name. Take my name with you. There is a song that we used to sing. Take the name of Jesus with you. Child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then wherever you go. Listen, the Bible is saying that I want to take the name of Jesus Christ. People hate to hear the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you something. In America today, there are so many places that you cannot go and preach in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, it is coming to Nigeria too. There are so many people, Muslim, in the north. You can't publicly preach on the street and preach in the name of Jesus. You remember the story of, of one lady that was killed while he was preaching in the middle of the... I mean, very early in the morning. I'm just saying to you, as a child of God, let me tell you something. We need to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. If the people of hold, they've kept silent about the name of Jesus Christ, do you think you will hear the name of Jesus Christ? No. If the holy Christians, they kept silence about the name of Jesus Christ, maybe we will still be dancing to Sango or Yah. That is what we'll be doing today. But because they will never keep silence about the name of Jesus Christ, everywhere they go, Jesus says, Jesus Lundala, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be said apart from the name of Jesus Christ. So let's get excited. Let's proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Even though some people are bastardizing the name of Jesus Christ, some people are calling the name of Jesus Christ in vain, but we can cherish the name of Jesus Christ, we can proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, and we can honor the name of Christ. The name of Christ. Don't let his name be blasphemed through our lives. We are to reflect what he has done in our lives outside. Don't let his name be blasphemed through the way you live your life. Listen, I'm, I'm just saying this so that we, we will understand. Do you know that people do not, uh, they don't find so much time to read Bibles anymore. They are looking at the lives of Christians. And that is why in the Bible, every name that was given to them, you know Christians, they didn't call themselves Christians. The believers, that is what they have been calling them. They call them disciples, they call them believers. But they've never called them throughout the gospel, they never call them Christians. They call them Christians after Christ has gone to heaven. That was the first time they've called them Christians. 
in the book of Acts chapter 11 at Antioch. I'm saying that people look at their lives. You know what I say? These are Christ-like. These are people, these are Christ-like people. So I'm telling you tonight as a child of God, let's emulate the life of Christ. So the Bible says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we appear with him in glory. I love his name. I pray in his name. I preach in his name. I'm saved by his name. Amen? Amen. I love his name. His name has been wonderful to me. He has rescued me. He paid off all of my sin through his name. Do you know his name? Are you saved by his name? Are you proclaiming his name? Let the people know you for preaching his name. I believe one thing, I believe strongly with all my heart. A lot of people have seen me in different places. Nothing but one thing. Preaching about Christ. I don't go to people and say, come to my church. No. If you come, fine. If you don't come, fine. But one thing God has given us to do, go ye therefore and preach the gospel. Do you know that God does not, God does not tell us to invite unbelievers to church? Do you know that? God wants the church to go to the unbelievers. That is the work. God does not tell us, oh, unbeliever, come to the church. But God wants the church to go and meet what? The unbelievers. Because that is our work. So God is telling you and I, as children of God, His name is so powerful. His name is so powerful. And that is why, in His name shall the Gentiles trust. In the book of Matthew 12, 21. In His name shall the Gentiles trust. So anyone that will go to heaven, they have to go to heaven because of the name of Jesus Christ. I said, number one, the, the things about the name of Jesus Christ, His name gives us answers to our request. He provides salvation through His name. Every name will bow at the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much tonight uh, for the Bible study that we had. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Father, I pray, whole Lord, that you continue to increase our knowledge in your word. Give this small group of people passion to share the name of Jesus Christ everywhere they go. There are so many people today that do not care about his name. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that you will help us to be passionate about proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we commit and we yield ourselves to you uh, today as we are going throughout this week. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you continue to be with us. We want your power to rest upon us. We want to live our life for you. Give us the strength and the energy to be able to live the rest of our lives for you. And we ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming. We are going to be dismissed.